Years ago, while selling advertising space, I mentioned something as innocent as God willing, and it triggered an angry and agitated tirade from a big, burly businessman. He yelled, God, God, did you just talk to God? I responded, yes, I was just talking to God while I was driving to your business. You can't hear his voice because your heart is filled with the world. A full gospel church is one of the few places you can go where you can say God spoke to me and everyone will say, what did he say? How does one have a conversation, even a literal audience with Jehovah God, the creator of all things, a God of goodness and severity? The Bible gives the believer the direct line to God. This open dialogue begins at the place Jesus Christ calls born again. This is the place where a son or daughter of Adam repents of their sins and believes upon the saving blood of Jesus, surrendering their life to this King of glory. This individual is now born into the house of God, now a child of God, and the holy conversation begins. Have you been born again, born a literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Would you like to talk to God? Would you like to hear his voice, what Elijah knew as a still small voice? Would you like to know all your sins have been washed away and that eternal life is yours? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Genesis 6, 1 through 4. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. God said, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased." Man said, according to a statement attributed to Clarence Darwell, made famous in the Scopes trial regarding evolution, I don't believe in God because I don't believe in Mother Goose. The Bible states that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 859, that will once again establish the inerrancy of God's holy Bible. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the children and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Be sure to take advantage of these powerful features. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 316 hours of God said, man said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Thank you for coming today. May God fill your heart with faith and hope.
There is no new thing under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. When looking at the technological advances in industry and the sciences, you might think Ecclesiastes may have overreached. But those in the field of biomimicry do not. The field of biomimicry is man's efforts to mimic the biology of God's creation, such as computer science's mad efforts to bring to fruition artificial intelligence. Excuse me, That's biomimicry. God created the first everything. He performed the first operation when he took Adam's rib, and from that rib created the woman that Adam named Eve. Biologists haven't succeeded in mimicking that yet, but if I were a biologist... I start looking there for direction. God was the first anesthesiologist when he put Adam into a deep sleep to perform the operation. There really is no new thing, but rather an effort to copy what our God has already made. Expect to hear the word chimera in science and the news more each day. Wikipedia says, A genetic chimerism is a single organism composed of cells from different zygotes. Chimera is spoken in today's scientific parlance, but its root is found in ancient history and mythology. The Oxford Dictionary defines one, in Greek mythology, a fire-breathing female monster with a lion's head, a goat's body, and a serpent's tail, and two, a fantastic or grotesque product of the imagination, a bogey, end of quote. A bogey is an evil or mischievous spirit. In mythology, you'll find chimeras of part human, part beast, or part human, part fish, or even part human, part reptile. In ancient mythology, the chimera was often a result of the misdeeds of the gods. Fast forward to January 26, 2017, and you'll find this headline published by NationalGeographic.com. Human-pig hybrid created in the lab. Here are the facts. The subhead reads, Scientists hope the chimera embryos represent key steps toward life-saving lab-grown organs. A few excerpts follow. In a remarkable, if likely controversial feat, scientists announced today that they have created the first successful human-animal hybrids. The project proves that human cells can be introduced into a non-human organism, survive, and even grow inside a host animal, in this case, pigs. In the past, human-animal chimeras have been beyond reach. Such experiments are currently ineligible for public funding in the United States. So far, the SALK team has relied on private donors for the chimera project. Public opinion, too, has hampered the creation of organisms that are part human, part animal. Animal, excuse me. There are two ways to make a chimera. The first is to introduce the organs of one animal into another, a risky proposition, because the host immune system may cause the organ to be rejected. The other method is to begin at the embryonic level, introducing one's animal cells in the embryo of another and letting them grow together into a hybrid. At first, Juan Carlos Ipsua Belmonte, a professor in the Salk Institute's Gene Expression Laboratory, thought the concept of using a host embryo to grow organs seemed straightforward enough. However, it took Belmonte and more than 40 collaborators four years to figure out how to make a human-animal chimera. 
But pigs have a notable similarity to humans. Though they take less time to gestate, their organs look alike, like, a lot like ours. Not that these similarities made the task any easier. The team discovered that in order to introduce human cells into the pigs without killing them, they had to get the thing just right. We tried three different types of human cells, essentially representing three different times in the developmental process, explains Wan Yu, a Salk Institute scientist and the paper's first author. Through trial and error, they learned that naive pluripotent cells, stem cells with unlimited potential, didn't survive as well as ones that had developed a bit more. When those just-right human cells were injected into the pig embryos, the embryos survived. Then they were put into adult pigs, which carried the embryos for between three and four weeks before they were removed and analyzed. In all, the team created 186 later-stage chimeric embryos that survived, says Wu, and we estimate each had about one in 100 million, uh, 100,000, excuse me, human cells, end of quotes. There is ethical concern that these human pig chimeras could have a human brain, and that would be big trouble. The headline of the January 26, 2017 feature on TheGuardian.com reads, First Human Pig Chimera Created in Milestone Study. A few paragraphs follow. The study has reignited ethical concerns that have threatened to overshadow the field's clinical promise. The work inevitably raises the scepter of intelligent animals with humanized brains and also the potential for bizarre hybrid creatures to be accidentally released into the wild. The U.S. National Institutes of Health placed a moratorium on funding for the controversial experiments last year while their risks were considered. Professional Daniel Gary, a cardiologist and head of a different Chimera project at the University of Minnesota, said, This is a significant advance that raises opportunities and ethical questions as well. Gary said that the rapid progress in Chimera research had promoted a range of troubling questions, including whether the progeny would look more human or more pig, what would happen if a Chimera had a human thought, and whether it was possible for the human cells to cannibalize the pig embryo, resulting in a mostly human, slightly pig offspring. Offspring, pardon me. The team is hoping to boost the human contribution by switching off the specific genes in the pig embryos that would prevent the pig cells from contributing to target organs such as the heart, potentially giving the human cells a competitive advantage. Similarly, the human cells could be engineered to prevent them contributing to the chimera brain. This safeguard was not in place in the current study since the embryos were only allowed to reach an early stage of development and the human contribution was minimal. We didn't see any human cells in the brain region, but we cannot exclude the possibility that they may have gone to the brain. End of quotes. Is it possible that the chimeras of ancient mythology could have some root in reality? Is it possible that the mythological accounts of ancient superior beings functioning on the earth, these uh, beings having the biblical definer of gods with a little g, could have produced the chimeras of the past? Something very rare and noted as an issue of concern prior to the construction of the earth by God's global flood of judgment is found in Genesis 6, 1 through 5. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, 
and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. These fallen sons of God appear to be a type of angelic being, and Jude chapter 1, 6 and 7 appears to be addressing them. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he had reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Fantastical creatures such as giants and men of renown followed in the wake of these fallen sons of God and are spoken of in Genesis chapter 6. Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines renown, fame, celebrity, exalted reputation derived from the extensive praise of great achievements or accomplishments, giants of old, men of renown, Genesis 6. The fallen sons of God would have had wisdom far superior to anything today's science has begun to understand. God said man said would not be surprised that the chimeras of ancient mythology were within the purview of these sons of God and the men of renown. The chimera is back, and those reading the signs of the times expect noetic style judgment is soon to follow. There is no new thing under the sun. Doomsday is on the way, Daniel 12, 1 through 4. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt." And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. One of the last day signs, knowledge shall be increased, is playing out before our eyes. It is advancing at a phenomenal pace. Jesus said in Matthew twenty four thirty seven, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In the days of Noah, where we find the sons of God, giants and men of renown, knowledge had increased. How does this sound for a chimera-like creature? Revelation 9, 1 through 11. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. 
and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Doomsday. It's a great time to seek God. God said, Genesis 6, 1 through 4, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. God said, Daniel 12, verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Man said, according to a statement attributed to Clarence Darrow, made famous in the Scopes trial regarding evolution, I don't believe in God because I don't believe in Mother Goose. The Bible states that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now you have the record.